This is Declassified. Thanks for tuning in to Declassified. Trigger warning for those of you who are easily grossed out, creeped out, easily offended, or don't like anything weird. The stories we can tell can be creepy gross, and most definitely weird. Sometimes all three, but most definitely at least one. So hello, everyone. Um, Since this will be our first podcast of 2019, I wanted to start by wishing everyone a happy new year. And the four of us over here, cheers. Cheers. Cheers to 2019. We made it. Happy new year. Susie's got her regular coffee because it's been a long week, and some of us are late night. Late night. (laughs) It was late night. Some of us are detoxing. Some of us are still toxing until (laughs) after the first, and then we'll get back on track. But um, so the four of us over here at Declassified are looking forward to discussing even more strange and unusual happenings this year. And I really wanted to start the year by extending our discussion of cults. To feature two more for this episode. So I found myself really fascinated by the topic of cults after we wrapped up episode six. If you guys haven't heard that one, um, that was the one when Renee and Lindsay covered two lesser known cults, Gloria Vale and Ashtar's cult. We put lots of fun pictures of Ashtar <laughs> up on our website. You guys should check those out. Ashtar Sheeran. Yes. Ashtar Sheeran, that's right. And Susie will cover another cult later in this episode, but I decided to tackle a behemoth of a cult, and my basis for choosing this cult was in large part because the four of us ladies, when we decided to band together to start this podcast, Lindsay, being the fun gal that she is, had us all take a BuzzFeed quiz to find out what cult we would be most likely to join, which was so fun, and I loved that she did that. And I took that task very seriously because I don't take those oh, quizzes yeah. very often. I never do. And you spent 45 minutes thinking of which answer. Oh, I you, did. You were like, well, on Tuesday I would like this, but Fridays, mm-hmm. this would be more <laughs> yeah, me. Because I, I don't ever you. take those, I really committed to the task. And um, the cult that I got that I would be the most likely to join was... candidate for Heaven's Gate, then I should definitely find out more. So I'm going to be talking to you guys a little bit about that. So um, Heaven's Gate is pretty well known. I assumed I knew everything there was to know already, but when I started doing my research, I realized that I didn't really know much of anything beyond that famous image taken of the mass suicide, you know, the black and white mm-hmm. Nike sneakers and all the people who had who had killed themselves in the track suits with the purple shroud. Um, and we'll post this image on our page for those who aren't familiar. Are you guys all familiar with that yeah, they're image? Yeah, the, the Flavor-Aid. Yes. Right? Not that the Kool-Aid. Was, 
in terms of what they like drank, what they drank. It wasn't called flavor aid. It was a concoction that I'll get into later, Ooh. but yeah, we should have made that cocktail. I didn't actually come across anywhere that it was called flavor aid, but, um, yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to look into that a little bit more, but yeah, I can tell you guys what the concoction was, but a little Capri sun, a little, <laughs> a little of this, a little of that. Um, but so, yeah, I, I thought that I knew everything based on that image that we all know, and I, I really didn't know much. So I'm going to give you Heaven's Gate for Dummies, the abridged version. We like that. Because it's very vast. And, and I'm very dumb. Uh, right. And I'm as am I. Pretty and, so... and you're pretty dumb. <laughs> So, so we'll, we'll keep it simple. We'll Thanks. keep it, we'll keep it pretty high. Coffee's only going to do so much high level. Okay. You two ring in if you have a question to ask. Yes. If there's questions, just buzz. You still have an open restaurant? <clears throat> no. I know. It bothers me every time. I like it in we the have a ringer and it's not opened. It's just in its original packaging, but you can still ring it. Yeah. I find it interesting. Yeah. It's fun. But by all means, we can keep the package. Yeah. yeah. Keep no, the packaging. Ring in if you have questions. Okay. So, Heaven's Gate was founded in 1974, led by Marshall Applewhite and Bonnie Nettles. In the early 70s, Marshall Applewhite was a music professor at the University of St. Thomas in Houston, Texas. And he was actually fired over over a relationship that he had with one of his male students. Mm. So, um, not didn't um, see that one coming. Yeah. So apparently in the seventies, kind of I, I didn't come across any of the details other than he was in this relationship, and I guess in the seventies, I was that was frowned upon. So he was let go, and um, shortly thereafter, he made his way to a psychiatric hospital. I didn't get any details on why he was um, admitted there, but. While he was there, he met this woman, Bonnie Nettles, and she was a married psychiatric nurse, and he began a friendship which evolved into a relationship with her while he was in the hospital. While she was married. While she was married, yeah. While she was his nurse. While she was his nurse. Yeah. Mm. So, a little scandalous there. That was just the tip of the iceberg, though, because they found that they had a lot in common. They shared a lot of common ideals. And Bonnie told him that she had met with extraterrestrials. Oh. Huh. As you do. So Bonnie needs to be in, in there, too. In the war yeah. as well. Yeah. Exactly. So they were chatting. They must or have not. been chatting. And, you was know, it Ashtar? Never know. It could have been. It could have been. There's a lot of UFO history with this cult, which yep. you guys might know a little bit about already, but. Um, so they decided to go out on the road together. They solidified their relationship. They renamed themselves Bo and Peep. Right, Bo and began touring around the country, kind of, you know, preaching their, their message. I'm sorry, and their message was? Well, so it, I'm going to get into that a little bit, but it, it evolved it throughout a- the 70s and the 80s. So I think... They changed it up every time they came into a so, plot twist or what I get of course like if someone questioned it and they didn't have yeah. an explanation like, like well actually yeah and it's it's interesting because if it's Christian based 
Yeah. You usually don't find Christian and UFO together. Kind of intermingling. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. But they, I mean, who? It's their well, fault. So they Bo really and Peep, do they could do whatever they wanted. Whatever and they wanted to do. What I found out, and I'll I'll get into, is that they were both searching for knowledge. So they were doing a lot of reading on a lot of different interests that they had. And I think they just kind of took a little bit of this and a little bit of that and made it work for them. Yeah. They were. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So they had, you know, they liked each other. You like UFOs. I'm kind of a Christian. Let's figure you out how to make fish, this I get the work. lobster, the scallops. Just put yes. it in a bowl of rice. And yes. Surf and turf. Mm-hmm. Yep. So they were bone peep for a while, but then they evolved those names into dough and tea. And that's what they became known as throughout the course of the of the cult. Can you please make up a name like that for me? Yes. We'll all have we all cult have names by this. That we'll have to do that. So... So, yeah, I, I have this, you guys know, this sort of, like, newfound interest in UFOs based on our Bridgewater Triangle yep. research. So I was super excited to find out that there was, this was like a UFO religion, which basically just means that the existence of UFOs and extraterrestrials is an element of, of the, the cult. Belief. And yeah. apparently there's a lot of other religions, pseudo-religions, that yes. believe in this kind of thing. Yep. So I'm like, who knew? So it appears that Bowen Peep spent time researching different sources, um, including science fiction writings, as well as books about both psychosis and the occult, and then threw in some biblical teachings from the New Testament, and poof, they concluded that they had been given higher minds than everyone else and used all of these sources to form a premise for the cult. So it's like what I was saying. They, it's like making your own thesis. It you is. You just gotta like, yeah. make it up yeah. and then try to prove it. Yeah. Which is so interesting, right? Like mm-hmm. that you could just. You can, yeah. Yeah. If you, if you can get people to follow you. Yeah. If you can. So that's the, so that's basically what they did in the early days of the 70s. Um, they concluded that they had been chosen to fulfill biblical prophecies. They wrote a pamphlet. A pam pamphlet. Yes, pamphlet. Good. It's a weird word. It is a weird word. Pamphlet. Pamphlet. <laughs> that, I want to say every time. Pamphlet. Pamphlet. <laughs> this a little pamphlet. That's all they needed. They didn't need to write a big book at that point. Um, and it described Jesus's reincarnation as a Texan. <laughs> oh, that is the best. That's rude. <laughs> Who That's resembled? Sorry. He he resembled Applewhite. The, Dough or dough, yeah. I'm gonna interchangeably just so our listeners can follow along. He'll he's either apple white or dough. So, but what was he, Bo or Peep? Bo. See, I thought Bonnie. Bonnie was Bo because it's B O. Yeah, no, (laughs) I think it was just. And then I later inferred, although I never actually read this, that Bo and Peep must have had something to do with them being shepherds. Oh. Like little Bo Peep yeah, has lost yeah. oh, their sheep, so it's just, so they were, they were like, like nursery the, rhymes. Yeah. Throw a little this, yes, yes. and Doe Tea. Did they sing like Doe a Deer or something like that? I don't know, but that's sound like my music. favorite song from the Sound the of Music. <laughs> I know, I love that. It just makes me happy. Um, so they started visiting churches and speaking to other spiritual groups, and then also refer to themselves as the two or the UFO two. 
So they had they a really, lot of names. They had a Cheryl, lot of. I think did they, they refer to themselves as that, or did other people refer to them? No, they referred to themselves as the two or the UFO two. You know what? You yeah. Take up your own yeah. names. That's yeah. Rude. Yeah. I think they had fun with it though. So they believed that they would be killed and then restored to life and transported onto a spaceship. They they believed and taught that Doe's bodily vehicle was inhabited by the same alien spirit which belonged to Jesus. He so Apple Apple White or Doe believed that he was directly related to Jesus. Who was a Texan that looked exactly like him? Who was a Texan, meaning he was an evolutionary kingdom level above human. And T, Nettles, the woman, Bon Bon, Bonnie, was presented as God the Father. So what was interesting is that she was the woman and he was letting her be the higher person. He was letting her be God. Like, so in their idea. Yeah, she was God. He was Jesus. <laughs> Renee, your face right now. It's Renee. just so. It's just so much when you think about like this. Like, well, like is a woman more trusting? So that's why he let her be kind okay. of like a little bit higher. Maybe he'd get more people to follow mm. if like she was. Or maybe he'd get a little uh, more sexual favors in the or bedroom. Or was it more like, oh, you're God? <laughs> oh God, there's that too. I'm gonna get to that. That's way interesting. That's why it was. He was like, oh God. <laughs> She's like, you're damn right. <laughs> yeah. So to add to their fun names, because I just, I love how they marketed themselves. So yeah. they called their recruited disciples the crew. Oh, I like that. Uh, don't you love that? Yeah. The crew. Um, very ahead of their time. And at their events, they said that they represented beings from another planet, the next level, in quotes, who sought participants for an experiment. They stated that those who agreed to take part in the experiment would be brought to a higher evolutionary level. So in the early days, they actually weren't called Heaven's Gate. They were called Human Individual Metamorphosis. Him. Him. So just to recap, we're all following along. Yes. Metamorphosis. In layman's terms... For what we know as like organized Christian religion, yeah. if you envision, she's God, he's, he's Jesus. Jesus. They're both extraterrestrials, however. Yeah. Like need... they're being inhabited by extraterrestrials, or are they like? Do they see that there are little extraterrestrials inside them, or are they actually like full bodied? Like, is there a little they're guy? They're full bodied. Okay. Yes. There's not yeah. a little guy in there like making you do stuff. My understanding is they were full bodied extraterrestrials. <clears throat> that just the shell of their skin was just how they presented themselves. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. And this evolved over time, too, which is another thing that I found interesting. It was like as more, as often as times would change, they would sort of evolve their philosophy. And then, you know, the other thing that I also found really interesting was that obviously they had a lot of time in their hands. I don't know how they made money in the early days. Yeah. But they were just partners in crime. So, you know, you could come up with your own belief system, drawing on lots of different things that appeal to you, and then just and then just preach it. So during this time in the 70s and the 80s, you would see a lot of new religious movements emerge because people were, you know, it was that sort of hippie time where people were trying to find themselves and find then find like a, new, a higher purpose. From- all of that. So as far as I can tell, they they plugged away at trying to recruit for their crew 
kind of quietly for two decades. So they were sort of under the radar. Um, not a lot of people knew about them. And then Bonnie or um, Peep T T T God or God or God, however you want to look at it. She died in 1985. Ooh. And then um, Doe decided to reassess the, the doctrines. Because um, God well, he ain't was got dead. no God no more. So <laughs> feel free to have at it. Yeah, exactly. So he decided to evolve without her. And then a business was started under the name Higher Source, which started recruiting. So they were kind of the first cult to start recruiting through the internet. So they're kind of known, they have this like distinction as the first internet cult because they were the first cult to really successfully use the internet to recruit and market themselves and and to make, well, so that's That's where the deals, well, so not in 85, but shortly thereafter. Like 89 and 90 is when the internet like started. I know, so, you would, but you would think that, like... There was a little gap in yeah, like time. Not many, green, yeah, like, like not letters. many people yeah. knew about Dot it. Dot Matrix. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to join? So I, I, the white I'm Jesus. Oh, my God. So I have no... I don't really know how they were making money, you know, through the 80, through the 70s and the 80s, but at some, at some point in the mid to late 80s, after um, T died, her God died, They started this business called Higher Source, and um, it was a web design business. So they recruited some sav, like web savvy, which at that point in time was not like there weren't many. So it was kind of like, you know, they happened to recruit some people who were pretty tech savvy, web savvy. And it's like smart, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like to get in on that early and. Yeah, and it was early, and it was it was over pretty quickly, as you'll hear. But um, so they had this business; they were making money. It was a successful business. It was HigherSource.com, and they were doing web design. And a lot of their clients um, were very happy with. They were, you know, paying them for web design, and I'm sure there weren't a lot of businesses doing that at the time. Yeah. So right. they were probably, you know, in a niche business. And as long as they were delivering for their clients. They were getting good reviews, and they were making more money, and they were growing growing the cult at the same time. So, so the money that they got was keeping bringing out the cult. Yes. Yeah. So um, are we passing hors d'oeuvres? Is that what's no. happening? No. Sorry. Right now? Was Lindsay, would you I was like telling, to speak up? I was telling Miss Suze to speak up. Oh, I thought you were looking for a past hors d'oeuvre. Would you like anything? No, I'm, I'm good. Okay. Thank you, Renee. They're lovely, I've though. I, out of curiosity, obviously the first thing I did was go to HigherSource.com because I'm wondering anything good now. What's going on at HigherSource.com? Well, the domain name is for sale for fifty thousand dollars. Fifty thousand. Fifty thousand dollars. Like trying, like I think they are, and I think that's that's why the domain. I don't know who, like, who do you think owns a domain name after? Like, do you think somebody from? The cult still owns the domain name, and that's Probably. why they're selling it for or, so much or money. Or no, or some really savvy IT guy was like, or it became somebody, available, yes. and then he bought yeah, it he bought for it. really cheap, and now is like, yeah, it's like when someone bought StopAndShop.com and then sold it to them yeah. for like, how did we miss? Money. How did yeah. we miss the boat on that? Right. 
I'm going to go through just some of the basics of the cult. I've done a little history. Now we'll go through the, the basics. A lot of this, admittedly, I found to be very confusing and hurt my head. A lot of the, just the ins and outs of their belief system <laughs> is, I wasn't drunk, Renee, when I was researching. Uh, not Who wasn't in, drinking when they Not in the beginning. Well, no, I was towards the end. That's why it got a little fuzzy. But, so the basics of the cult. There were four methods to enter or graduate to the next level. And by next level, that's when you've fully become a higher being. So you've gone on to space to fulfill your destiny, from what Sounds I like understand. vaguely like Scientology a little bit. I was waiting for somebody to say that. Mm. Yeah. So here are the four ways that you can graduate. You can um, physically be picked up onto a Tela spacecraft and transfer to a next level body aboard that craft. Um, Has anyone, did anyone experience that? Just curious. Bonton. Did anyone get to graduate to that level? Uh, They did. Well, but not in this way. So then number two was you could die of a natural death, accidental death, or death from random violence. Here the graduating soul leaves the human container for a perfected next level body. Um, number three. That's what we're all looking for. Is a perfected <laughs> yeah. next Perfect, level. Yes. Uh huh. Well, that's like back to what you were asking, Renee. Like, what did they believe about their body? Like, their body was just mm, a container. Just a shell. Yeah, it was just a shell. Just a shed. Number three was outside persecution that leads to death. So, if you think about Jesus, persecution, resurrection, okay. I think they took you know cues from that, yeah. applied it to this. And then number four was willful exit from the body in a dignified manner. And so suicide. suicide. So wait, so this is, so you graduate to the next level. You graduate to like higher being fantasticalness. You have to die in order to get there. Correct. You have to be beamed up by the spaceship. Yes. Really? So there's, so how convenient, right? Yeah. Like how convenient, you don't have to prove anything. You can never prove anything. You don't have to. Because after they're dead, how can you ever prove it? Right. Mm -hmm. And then, or, well, there is one way that you can, if you're beamed up by the spaceship themselves, which that's why I'm like, no one ever got to do that. They all just died. (laughs) like, how long would you wait to be beamed up to the spaceship before you decided? Well, so that's what happened. So basically, Doe, over time... I think once he realized that the spaceship wasn't coming, needed to explain to his followers, like, look, guys, the spaceship hasn't come, but what is coming is this Hale-Bopp comet. Yeah. So right. It's coming close. Yeah, that's it's right. It's coming close. It might not stop. Like, it might not. <laughs> but we got to look forward to that. But we that's... have to look forward to that. So let's just plan for our suicide or willful exit from the body in a dignified manner. When it gets close enough. When it gets close. And then that's how we'll have to ultimately achieve the next level. Do you have another question? Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> this what? is very, aren't you glad I'm interested? I am. What? I just hope I can answer it, Renee. <laughs> So do you think he actually believed this stuff or do you think it was like a money making like uh, like a like a power trip? I think he actually believed this stuff. I do. Because like because... Jim Jones, like Jonestown, he was just a fucking yeah. asshole that yeah. was like yeah. power hungry over people. I didn't come across anything to indicate. That that's why like I I actually felt a little sympathetic about this guy yeah. and these people because I didn't come across anything like that that he was just attention-seeking or 
power hungry. I mean, I'm sure there were aspects of that. I feel like anybody that's going to start something like this and oh, try yeah. to get yeah. followers, yeah. followers will, you know, is seeking some kind of, you know, attention, attention adulation. But I, um, he, he seemed that's like he, a big word for being, adulation, being I toxed. Know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, I'm like, wait, what does that mean again? I'm not sure if I used it correctly. But you did. We can, oh, you we can did. look that up later. Um, <laughs> I think. I wouldn't know any difference, so go on, sister. Go on. Keep using those big Keep words. Keep adulating. <laughs> <laughs> but I think he was more seeking to live a life of... Um, UFOism. U- UFO is, UFOism, looking for that higher purpose. And it seemed like everything he did... And everyone he recruited was in search of that higher higher purpose. Like, you're unhappy here. Why are you unhappy? Come with me. We'll find another, you know, another purpose in another place where we can all, all be happy. So, um, so they decided to go the route of the willful exit from the body or the mass suicide that took place on March 22nd and 23rd, um, of 1997, 39 members who were the 39 of 41 active members at that time. Um, You might wonder what happened to the other two. They stayed behind. They were the chosen ones to stay behind and maintain the website. (gasps) No, I shit you not. Yes, I shit you not. They really were the chosen ones, they though. They were yeah, the chosen ones. They fucking get out with their lives. Yep, yeah. yep. And they were happy. I have it. I'll get to that later. Yeah. But yeah, they were Are happy they to alive? fulfill the task. Yes. Oh my yes. god. I just got yes. Chills. Yep. I want to know. So, I didn't know that. Talk to them. So the coroner's reports show that the suicides were far from simultaneous. Far from simultaneous. The members killed themselves starting Sunday using a combination of phenobarbital, alcohol, mm. hydrocodone, probably consumed nice with cocktail. I was gonna say applesauce. That yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> with- <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty good. good. I could take a nap myself. <laughs> with, with applesauce or pudding. So they mix that all together. Then they put plastic bags over their heads. Oh God, that's wow. the part that's And suffocated. Like, so I wasn't really sure why they had why to do that. that. I'm not. Yeah, because maybe. maybe if they like woke up or if they didn't take a yes. nap or like like it would... I would think like doling out that concoction maybe you're not doing it right so if you pass out and you have a plastic bag over your head you're definitely gonna suffocate because oh if can. you pass out and throw up you may wake back up oh my or There's no room for error yeah like, yeah that is really double like down. you gotta get on that comet man so they all had on matching oh. um black track track suits mm. and black and white nike sneakers so that image sure, that was, of, yeah and nike a purple was real excited oh, about that one no <laughs> they were not so they took them off the market actually and those, you could, no those sneakers have been taken off the market they don't make them anymore and they go so on them, like ebay pretty, yeah pretty yeah like 60 grand on ebay, eBay you can sell them for them. holy crap yeah so more just, just basics about the cult um Group members had to give up their possessions and any indulgences, which, you know, is pretty common for most cults. Um, Very tightly knit. Everything was shared communally. In public, the members always carried only a $5 bill and one roll of quarters. Oh, I do remember remember that. I remember hearing that. Why? Was it phone calls for the quarters? 
But why was the $5 bill? It was just everything they did was designed to be an exact duplicate. This is one of the surviving members said, um, you were not to come up with, well, I'm going to make the pancakes this big. There was a mixture, a size, how long you cooked it on one side, how much the burner was on, how many a person got, how the syrup was poured, everything. Yeah. Super OCD. They would, um, the male members would even shave their faces a specific way. Um, eight of the male members of the group, including Doe, voluntarily underwent castration in Mexico what? Ah! as an extreme means of maintaining their lifestyle. So they they didn't believe in gender. This um, cult did not believe in any gender at all. Which I guess makes sense if you're, yeah, no. if it's just your shell and it's an, you know, you're an alien. So, I guess being castrated made it easier for them to maintain that like uniformity, like I, you know, genderless uniformity. And then they also weren't tempted. And I wondered if it had something to do with his past, his previous past with men, where oh. perhaps he spent the rest of his life kind of in denial that about his gay. sexuality yeah. Yeah. and that he was gay maybe he was but the, didn't want to did we talk about the psych ward like maybe he was there like because back in the day oh, wasn't like, that, like the a thing where conversion you maybe conversion maybe yeah. he was there maybe somebody put him there as you know old you know olden days yeah. philosophy <laughs> of like yeah. you can be converted and so Slash i not even that old i think they still exist they do they do yeah in texas yeah. too so I kind of, you know, when I heard that and I put two and two together, I sort of felt like, you know, with these cults, everyone has a story and everybody has a reason that brought them there. And, you know, perhaps he was, you know, kind of running from who he really was oh, sure. his whole life. Yeah. And then this was a way of finding purpose and finding people to relate to him. But as, you know, as somebody else. Um, you murdered people, so mm-hmm. right. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, because I would consider like a cult suicide murder. Right, a suicide yeah, murder. Yeah, I would. I would consider because you because you, you preached that and yeah, you brainwashed. And you've, like, you've taken away their their like what's the word I'm looking for? Dignity. Their agency. Hmm. Their like agent self agency. Mm-hmm. Taking it away from them and like they're now... free thought. They're no free thought. Yes, yeah. especially if you're talking about like everything had to be a certain way and perfect, and they had no decisions mm-hmm. ever. I mean, after years of that, if the person that's telling you how to shave your face is also like, "All right, the big day is coming," hellbop like is on yeah. its way. Yeah, eat this. I didn't really, it's funny because I didn't come across anything about him being this dynamic personality, like Mm. somebody, like you were saying, some of these other cult leaders who really have this way about them that people just want to to follow them them. because they're so persuasive. I didn't come across anything like that, but I mean, he might, yeah, to, to get this many people to mass, you know, mass suicide, mass murder. Um, but so the other thing I found interesting about, about them is that, um, they were the kind of the first to make the cleanse trendy. So, you know, now we talk a lot about the cleanse. They were like, you know. They were on point for a lot of things. Internet trends. They were still around, man. Well, so I see. On the Oprah show. I know. (laughs) Between the crew and the cleanse. So they drank nothing but a mix of lemonade, 
cayenne pepper and yep. maple syrup yep. for yeah. three entire months. What? <laughs> I might need to go on that I cleanse do that. <laughs> January first. Do you guys want to try it? Holy crap! Three months. I would think it's three days. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. All right, so they had this. So now I'm going to just get into real quick a little bit about their like good alien versus bad alien premise. Okay. So they believe to be eligible for membership in the next level, humans would have to shed every attachment to the planet. This meant all members had to give up human like characteristics such as their family, friends, sexuality, indivi- individuality, jobs, money, and possessions. The evolutionary level above human was a physical, corporal place another world in our universe where residents live in pure bliss and nourish themselves by absorbing pure sunlight, which I just thought I love sounded that, that, that does sound so nice. Yeah. Warm your bones. I'm in. Get a little tan. But eh, this is where you might disagree. So at the next level, beings do not engage in sexual intercourse. Eating. <laughs> eating. Uh, oh, my God. But you don't get to eat what? either. Because they're on the fucking cleanse and they have diarrhea. So or they can't dying. Eat. Yeah. Heaven's Gate believed that the Bible calls God, that what the Bible calls God is actually a highly developed extraterrestrial. So members of Heaven's Gate believed that evil space aliens called Luciferians falsely represented themselves to earthlings as God and conspired to keep humans from developing. So they're going back to the creation of man, the creation of time. Mm -hmm. Where who we all know in you know traditional Christian teaching that our idea of of God and who God is is actually the devil. It's like the oh, anti, okay. yeah, the anti. But the aliens have spacecraft, space time travel, telepathy, telepathy, and increased longevity. They use holograms to fake miracles. See, another thing that they were up on. Holograms. Holograms. Yeah. Holograms. So they believe that all existing religions on Earth had been corrupted by these bad aliens. So if you imagine that in their mind, like everybody, it's like good aliens versus bad aliens. And we're all walking around. And those of us who believe in like traditional, you know, any Christian ideas of any kind, those are being... um, you know, told to us through bad aliens, mm-hmm. and we've just all bought into that plan. Anyway, I've always been a bad alien. Oh, <laughs> such a bad alien. So they adopted this new age belief called the ancient astronaut hypotheses, and this is where it sounded a little bit like what I know of Scientology, but I don't, I don't know that much, admittedly. But the term ancient astronauts is used to refer to various forms of the concept that extraterrestrials visited Earth in the distant past. And um, Doe and T believed in this concept and taught it as the belief that aliens planted the seeds of current humanity millions of years ago and have come to reap the harvest of their work in the form of spiritually evolved individuals who will join the ranks of flying saucer crews. Only a select few members of humanity will be chosen to advance to this transhuman state. The rest will be left to wallow in the spiritually poisoned atmosphere of a corrupt world. Only the individuals who chose to join Heaven's Gate and follow them would um, and make sacrifices required by membership would be allowed to escape human suffering. So maybe they were right. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Because I couldn't find any information on that higher source website, I thought, you know, who couldn't use a little, some good web design? Yeah. But since they were closed for, for, for business, business. Until someone buys yeah, them. For until 60, somebody 000. buys them. Um, I decided to head over to the heavensgate.com website, mm-hmm. which is active and maintained by the two surviving what I understand, like the two people who so were chosen, who were chosen to stay behind, so they didn't see the suicide and be like, "Oh, damn, we yeah. dodged a bullet." Yeah, like yeah. let's. Yeah, no, they they still believe that they were chosen to stay behind to um, maintain the ideology of the cult. Um, and so, one of the things on the website, there were few compelling pages. Several of the pages, like I said before, were mission statements. They made my head hurt. I couldn't. I was like, I, I don't understand any of this, and my head hurts. But they had a few interesting pages. One was a press release that was issued to the media after the mass suicide. By the two survivors. Mm-hmm. So it was a well-crafted. They also, because they were kind of the first to the, the party of the Internet, they did a really good job communicating with the media so they worked yeah, the media yeah. to their advantage yeah. and they they released this press release like i right as the suicides were happening yeah so the news media knew about it they were also i think released information prior to the comet coming so yeah. they were getting the word out about that as well um you know looking for more people to to join them but I thought that the, the press release was a pretty good way of um, explaining their message. And they had these things called Earth Exit Statements as well. And these, By each person? Yeah. So these were essentially wow. suicide notes. Oh. Which, that's when it got kind of personal yeah. for me. Because they were, you know, first person, but they were not individual they were very um similar to each other they were very similar to each other and they all stayed on message about why they were doing what they were doing when i read these i started to to kind of reflect on the fact that these people each had a story like i was saying that brought them into the cult and at the end of the day they had family and friends who were probably distraught over their passing so i guess they all had name cult names which i I can't pronounce any of them but um I thought I'd leave. They don't have easy ones like Bo, Duke, Peep, I would love for BuzzFeed to do a quiz on what your cult name would be. I know. Yeah. They should do that. Okay, BuzzFeed. I'm going to read an excerpt from Glenati's letter. And we'll post links on our pages to the full letters. And, you know, I'm going to get deep here for a minute. But as I read these, I have to admit that there were concepts and ideas that I think in this letter like that we can all relate to on some level and made it easier for me to understand how we all might have the capacity to follow a similar path given certain circumstances. Mm-hmm. Because if you, you know, if you think about it, the human condition is really complex and the human psyche is this like deep web that's shaped by our own experiences. And so I realized that these people could easily be a friend, a relative or a neighbor just seeking a different path or an easier way to navigate and make sense of life, mm-hmm. which everybody is, you know, at the end of the day, that's, that's why people yeah. choose this. If you're unhappy with your life as is, mm-hmm. you like search, you're for... searching for something that has meaning and that you can relate to. Mm-hmm. Each letter had two sections. One section was why we must leave at this time. 
and then why I want to leave at this time. Mm-hmm. So it's like the the we, this is our mission, but then the I, what, you know, what prompted them. But still not coming from a an individual place, like right. still on that same message. But even though this was 20 years ago, I thought it was interesting because a lot of this stuff is um, very relevant today. So I'm just going to read like a quick passage from this letter. So it says, we do not identify ourselves as the body, as almost all humans mistakenly do, but rather as the soul that mm-hmm. occupies the body. It is temporarily using as a vehicle or suit of clothes. Furthermore, as members of the next level, we do not think or act as humans think and act. However, because we are occupying human vehicles for the duration of this task, the inhabitants of this planet insist upon identifying us as what they see, human vehicles, and therefore demand that we conform to their standard of thinking and acting as the vehicles and do not know who we truly are. So they really just didn't want to conform to mainstream ideas. If we do not conform, then friction and potential conflict occurs. This is one reason we choose to stick to ourselves and live a cloistered lifestyle. We have, through dough, a very active and current means of communication with the next level. Through T, Doe's older member. So they they still, even though she had been dead since 1985, they still They're believed still talking to that yeah. she was she had gone ahead. Like that yeah. she was She's chosen. She was chosen for some reason to go ahead, and she was up there kind of orchestrating all of this. Did she die of natural causes, or did he, like, kill her so he could, like... I didn't find that. Conspiracy. T occupied a human vehicle for the first 10 years of this task, but is currently in a next-level vehicle overseeing this task from a next-level spacecraft. Thus, we receive continual instructions from T, which we must be free to follow from moment to moment. It is therefore imperative that we live as nomadics, free to go wherever we are led on short notice. Many humans assume that if you live privately and do not put down roots, then you must have something to hide like a drug dealer or other criminal, or might be at the very least a part of a dangerous cult. Factors. (laughs) No, they said. Yeah. Yeah. Factors that force people to become a part of the system, in quotes, are increasing at an alarming rate. Computer technology enables everyone from Madison Avenue executives to government agencies to keep a record of our every move. Which is true. Which is true. Mm -hmm. And this was before. This was 1997. So this was, when you think about what they were tapping into, this was so far ahead of where we are now, which is literally every move we make is is being tracked. They're saying, you know, our right to travel and remain nomadic is rapidly being restricted. We often travel light on spur-of-the-moment instructions. However, we can no longer take an airline flight on short notice without harassment. Anyone who purchases a ticket with cash without advance reservations and does not have a load of baggage to check will likely be subjected to baggage searches, interrogation, and suspicion. And this is pre-9-11. This was read. Even when they can find nothing whatsoever that is questionable, authorities have at times reluctantly let our members proceed, convinced that they are indeed guilty of some crime, but too clever to be caught. Police presence at border crossings have increased to the point that you feel you are in a war zone. 1997? They were kind of like Trump. Yeah, exactly. Or George W. Speaking of Trump, so the dominant, it goes on to say, the dominant governments of the world, especially that of the United States, have become totally corrupt. 
If a citizen even tries to keep informed about this corruption, let alone speak out or take a stand against it, he opens himself up at the very least to scrutiny and invasion of privacy, such as phone taps and surveillance. These people were on point. Right? Anything is permitted (laughs) when the very ones who are the most responsible for perpetuating the corruption declare someone to be a threat to the national security. Wow. So I was like, I'm with them. Yeah. I know, right? You're joining. I think I... I she would have joined. I think anyone who's into conspiracy theories, yeah. I know a few people like yeah. that, could read, <laughs> could, read some of the, could read some of this and think like, man, like they these were... people were on to something. Yeah. And like, you have to believe that these people like believe all this stuff and they must have like, I feel like that's the basis of it all. Mm-hmm. And then have to come up with all these other reasons why this is all happening to deal with it because it's so depressing yeah so two footnotes to this story right on the website there's a little on the home page which i thought was really amusing it says if you study the material on this website you will hopefully understand our joy and what our purpose here here on earth has been so everything on the website is past tense because the cult has they're not recruiting new members this oh. is done. They are you like, can't oh, join, huh? you cannot join. This was like a one and done. Like oh. we, we were the chosen ones. We fulfilled our purpose. You people that are all left we've here behind, are we've suckers. moved on. Yeah. Yes, but it says you may find your boarding pass to leave with us during this brief window. So I'm not sure what that's about. If you're supposed to find a sign on the website today, or if it's just that was left over from there's no there's buy now 20. button. No. <laughs> However, an Easter egg. However, an Easter egg. But what's funny is that um, apparently, if you contact them or whoever the web administrator is, who I think is one of the two remaining people from the cult, they'll send you VHS tapes of like a series of VHS tapes. How are you supposed for to like watch six dollars? <laughs> you don't still have a VHS? Player? Do you? Yes, of does course it, I do. Does it work? Yes, yes, it's a VHS DVD player in one. You watch DVDs, too? Yes, yeah. not all the time, but... I do, too. Thank it's you, the, Lindsay. It's the old people in the Thank car. Thank you, Lindsay. <laughs> yes, of course I do. So, so did you order them? No, I didn't, because then I saw that they also will send you... You have to you have to email them to get the link, but they'll send you a link to their Vimeo channel. What? Which I think is better. better. Less better, clunky. Yeah. Less yeah. clunky. No shipping. And um, it, it contains uploaded VHS rips of their pre-suicidal educational videos. And it contains interviews with members of the cult and the final video done by Doe or Marshall Applewhite. And you didn't email them? No, because this was late last night and I was, you know. I was scared that they were going to take I your... was, I didn't know if yeah, they'd they... be monitoring my computer, so... Don't you want your yeah. Yeah. So this either. is a photo of him. We'll post this. He's a little scary. This is Applewhite. And when like I saw an this alien. picture, I had a flashback. I remember this being on the news okay. at the time. I don't know if you guys were no. on the younger, newer, when younger ones. This 97. 97. So it was like mid mid 90s when they started to get. I don't think I to the news no. as much yeah. as. You were in high school? Second grade. High school? Oh, for crying I out loud. Say, middle school. I graduated high school in 2005. And here I was like, oh, I didn't really pay attention to the news in the 90s because I was like in my 20s. Like, (laughs) 
I was having to like, clear and first grade. <laughs> They're like, no, I definitely wasn't paying attention to the news well, in first grade. I didn't know what the news was. But these people look, I mean, so the other again, people, we'll post they, this. Um, They're the followers. followers. Mm-hmm. You can tell they're very gender neutral. If you look at them side by side. Bang. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But this dude looks normal. He does look normal. Doesn't he look? Yeah. But that's an illusion. Yep. Normal. Look at us. Mm-hmm. This is true. Okay. So that's Heaven's Gate. Guys. That was amazing. Very good. That was Very amazing. Good. Okay, Suze. Um. So I'm doing Gwen Shamblin and the Way Down program. What? So, Sounds like a band. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the shambles and the shambles way down. Um. So I didn't realize that religion-based dieting was a thing. Um, I didn't either. Yeah. So basically you transfer your love of food to your to like love of God and mm. you yeah. Oh <laughs> fuck that. Yeah. So I was just thinking of, that sounds great. I know. It's a good I need some other way to <laughs> I just, I need some satisfaction yeah. <laughs> from God that I don't think. Yeah. All right. So uh, as I was re- researching cults and came across this one on the Cult Education Institute's website. Oh, this one just really hit me hard in a more personal way because of the way it completely destroys people's relationship to food, which is such an important part of life and living. Um, what I find really interesting about this story is that it's really a story about a woman who clearly just became addicted to power and tried to gain it in as many forms as she was able to. First, a little background on Gwen. She was a registered dietitian from Tennessee. She received her master's in food and nutrition from Memphis State University and was employed there for five years before working in the state's health department for an additional five years. So just remember that she is, like, educated, worked for the state, like, all of these credentials, right? What time yeah, period what are, year we talking? are we talking? We're talking in the 80s. Okay. Um, so while she was in school, she somehow became convinced that genetics, metabolism, and behavior modification, aka just making fucking healthier choices for yourself, weren't enough of a reason to explain how some people could lose weight easier than others. Despite, I'm assuming, reading numerous texts and examples that said the complete opposite of what she had, like, deduced from her, her studies. I read that she struggled with her weight while she was in school, which makes me think her personal experience had a lot to do with her coming to this conclusion. Like, oh, I'm doing all of these things right. Why is it not working for me? It must be some, like, yeah, you know, other problem. It can't be me. Um, she began consulting in the area of weight control in 1980 and founded the Weigh Down Workshop in 1986. Which is a program that lacks some basic elements like exercise, guidance on food selection, <laughs> as recommended by the American Di- Dietetic, Dietetic, Diuretic Association. Something like that. Diuretic. They know. It doesn't. Seem Dietary. Right. Maybe she took some diuretics to Maybe lose she, that weight. She probably did. According to the Philadelphia Inquirer, the Weigh Down Workshop attempts to help participants develop the discipline to eat only when they're hungry and stop eating when they're full, which is generally, like, a good rule of thumb, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I 
mean, when you're in a cult about, like, replacing your love of food for with the love of God, it becomes something way more than that, and you start restricting and not eating as much because, you know, food is just getting in the way. And That would not be my shit. religion. God's love does not fulfill <laughs> anything like a your cheesecake pains. does. Seriously. It does like, not touch your soul uh-huh. in a way that a bread and cheesecake Yeah. Um, she started off offering uh, these workshops as classes in non-religious settings, but then started taking place in churches, and eventually she began hosting the program at the Bellevue Baptist Church, where the group would meet, view a video seminar, and then pray and discuss the con- content. By 1994, eight years since the workshop was initially founded, the program... Yes, yes. <laughs> so violent was was she a religious woman to begin Mm -hmm. with do we know if she was already very yeah she was she was she was raised in a um i want to say like just christian there was no it was like interdisciplinary like it wasn't like catholic or protestant Mm -hmm. or it was just a christian she was raised in a christian household okay Okay. but not hardcore Run of the mill. I mean, they're from Tennessee, so okay, I think this is probably it was pretty, like, pretty hardcore. But I mean, okay. no different than probably the way that they lived at that time. Okay. Um. So by 1994, eight years since the workshop was founded, the program was available in about 600 churches spread over at least 35 states. Holy crap! Right. She got around. It just like was rapid. Because it was working. Oh, like, it was working for people. Up. People weren't freaking eating. It's like, so, like I'm a super well how it would appeal to a lot of people. I don't have I, to exercise. I don't have to restrict what I'm eating. I can. She did you're an not interview eating. with someone once. I read she was eating a Snickers bar and a can of Coke, like just. But so she's you educated in dietary. That's what it's like. Like you can have there, like you know, there's like macros and micros of carbs and like yep. how to eat. You can eat a shit ton of food that is like calorie dense and nutrition dense, like or nutritious dense, and then you yep. can eat a little bit of food that's calorie dense exactly. that doesn't do anything, do anything for you. That's exactly. But to what just be like, yeah. the Lord filleth that's... me up. And I so does my Coca Cola Snickers bar, and I'm good. And you'll probably get to the financials on this because were people paying money to? So they just donate money to the church. So she apparently doesn't have a salary that she gets from any of this. Apparently, I didn't have time to like look into her family life and if they came from money. I'm assuming that they did. If she married into money, I'm not really sure. Um. But it was donate. It wasn't like spend a hundred dollars and you'll get the full. Yeah, yeah. it was Weight just watchers. whatever you can donate. Yeah, you you give as far as that I could see. Yes. Interesting. Just join the church and this program is kind of so maybe like Jenny do. Craig. It's kind of like Gwen's religion. Yeah, <laughs> it's well, almost like, like she. It was. It's really murky. You know, is it a cult? Is it a religion? Is it both? Is, is it, it just a way program? for? Is it a yeah, weight loss program? Is it a program? way to, I think it's like a wrapper for a weight loss program. Like a, I do too. Like a brilliant way. Really? Yeah. That's why I wondered how much money she was making because. Yeah, apparently you... nothing. Okay. Apparently it all goes wow. back into the church. 
and her and the church bars. being the, the religion that she started. Yeah, yes. that's what, okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'll get to the church. Right okay. Right okay. Now, actually. So, um, one more step though. So four years later, after you know, it's in six hundred, or it's in thirty-five states, six hundred churches. Four years later, in nineteen ninety-eight. There was a reported um, 250,000 participants worldwide. So it spread to other countries then after that. She could have made a killing. Seriously. That's crazy. There has to be. I've never even heard of this. I did like an investigation on where the money was going. And I guess like if it was a scheme and they came up with that, it's like not a scheme. Like the money is going where they say it's going. But where? I don't. Back into the church to, to like church, keep, like keep what, the churches yeah. running. Whichever church you're like practicing out of, you like go there. It's like and there an were, AA meeting where yeah. you like go. You can use the you church basement, some, but yeah. you need to like donate. Was she you buying need coffee buildings? And donuts. Like were there no actual donuts. buildings with the name on them yeah. that yeah. were? Wow. So yeah, in 1999, Shamblin founded the Remnant Fellowship Church, which taught the Way Down program. So she started off doing it in other churches, and then she just decided, that that's not enough for me. I have to found an entire church. So it's probably like AA, like in the basement of a church's, it and yeah. it like, here's Yargana, yeah. To do its own thing. So since then, there are 170 cities and service. Uh, sorry, there are churches in 170 cities, and services can be viewed live on, uh, I don't know what channel. But because it didn't say, but 6 p.m. Wednesdays, 9 a.m. Saturdays, Central Time. Check tune in. Still? Yeah. Yeah. This is still going. They're like a live. There's, they have a website and everything. It's like legit. Like legit. So you think about it like even the name of it, The Way Down. So there is some like prevailing psychological studies that say. Like, that people overeat to compensate for feelings. other feelings. Mm-hmm. Like, the, you know, I always say, like, I'm eating my feelings today. Yeah. But that's mm-hmm. mostly every day. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> if you can find, like, the turmoil in your life. Yeah. And, yeah. like, mm-hmm. if people felt like they had a catharsis. The c- catharsis? <laughs> catharsis. See, you're using big words today. Um, that's definitely um, at least Kind of, like, <laughs> kind of like going to this and feeling like religion is helping them with their inner yeah. turmoil then maybe it can help some people not overeat or, yeah. right. or not yeah. eat out of right because and you so, want to make yourself feel better yeah. so yeah. so it's like who's to say that this is really wrong that's why i kind of was interested in it because it's so unless they're preaching cool. like you cannot eat like, well, it doesn't sound like, like it. Get into the, oh, okay. A bit. Yeah, because I'm so, curious about the religion the aspect too. Like, yeah. how did she get in? Yeah. So, while initially this sounds like they're basically promoting not overeating and stopping when you're full, it gets a little bit more sinister. Um, WSMV TV in Nashville reported that while it works in some cases, the method of the workshop has made some question whether it's healthy. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's not if you're not eating. And you're eating a fucking Snickers bar. Um, with the central premise being, let God tell you when you're hungry and when to stop eating. Shamblin also claims that changing the food's content, dieting, and changing your energy output, exercising has not worked. 
she said, not too sure who she's been talking to because I'm pretty sure if none of those things help out with weight loss, there's something going on with a person that maybe a doctor should take a look at <laughs> and they shouldn't just sit around praying about, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so critics have said that the diet is a glorified form of starvation that encourages people to eat only when their stomachs growl or when they're on the verge of passing out. Is that God telling you? <laughs> yes. God is telling, like, your stomach growling is God from You're like, God, please just uh, On the verge of passing out. That's awesome. I'm only going to eat when like, I'm about so to pass yeah. out. It's just fasting. That's yeah. all that is. Yeah. It's just uh, fasting. It makes me really sad, actually. Um, so I know people who've eaten, this is an account. Um, I know people who've eaten five bites a meal and two meals a day, said one critic who wished to remain anonymous for fear of retribution. That's ten yeah. bites of food. Yeah, a day. It was very caloric. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, I could do that. I'm like, yeah. Some days I do like that. You can pick your ten bites. Yeah. Like, one bite will be a Snickers bar. Another bite will be cheesecake. I mean, you could, yeah. What about drinking? What do they say about drinking sure in this? No, oh, they don't. Say. Damn I didn't it! Read anything about that. Would if not I join. Ten bites of Snickers bar. Well, that I would never. Mean they don't. So, <laughs> you'd be you like, I need to have like a yeah. bite of apple. Well, that's why you'd have to be smart about your bite bites. lettuce. Yeah. So think about that. Like, if you could only have ten bites, bite what, chicken, what would they be? Like, what's gonna fill you up? Like, yeah. And it would yeah, have to be a big not bite. Focused on nutrition. Not Which is bullshit because she's how, a dietitian. I know. Where did she learn dietitian? So teaching those things. So Online. People are eating one eight hundred dietitian. Whatever they want. Like I don't know. Yeah. So the anyway. interesting. I just have one thought that it's an interesting parallel between you know very well educated, well read woman and yeah. the Heaven's Gate people. Like they're doing a lot of research, but they're just using it. To in, in wrong, a weird in bad way, ways. Yeah. yeah, bad ways. Basically, just to be powerful. Um, so, well, she seems like she wanted to lose weight, so yeah, you know. Well, it started that way, and then yeah. Um, so you feel like you're being watched if you eat, and you're frequently weighed in front of leaders to see if you're losing. See, it's Jenny body. Craig and Weight Watchers. Shamblin often refers to other religions as counterfeit, using weights as a means of identifying unconfessed sin. Those who are successful at the Way Down Workshop are often recruited to Remnant Fellowship Church, Shamblin's Franklin-based church that turns the principles of the workshop into a whole new religion. I would say that it's a cult. So this is another um, account from this person that this interview was with that will remain anonymous. I would say it is a cult that employs mind control and brainwashing and is used to control a group of people to get them to do what you think they should do. Many, though, have said they're healthier now as a result of the workshop, a.k.a. just skinnier. However, mm -hmm. the critics said there are internet chat rooms filled with, quote, survivors, people who say they're lucky have, to have made it out of Remnant with their sanity intact. I think the scariest part is that the members don't realize they're being controlled and that they're under really, really mind control in this day and age. My inbox is in So, <laughs> a woman in California said she developed bulimia after. I was going to say, that's probably definitely bulimia, anorexia, anorexia. Like, oh, for sure. It just really, really rewires your brain completely. Yeah. Um, which is brainwashing. 
So after participating in the Way Down workshop, and she knows lots of others who had developed severe eating disorders as well, fearing if they gained weight, it could somehow affect their ability to go to heaven. Shamblin initially agreed to be interviewed, but later canceled when she learned the types of questions she would be asked, the television station reported. So it doesn't sound like there was a target weight that you would hit, no. that then you'd be like, you maybe you go in because you're overweight and you're looking for that purpose of losing weight. You drop whatever, 20, 30 pounds. Oh, that's nice. You're not like, okay, I'm going to go on my way now. Like, thank you. But the goal, there, there's no end right. goal. No. Sounds like um, this account that I was just describing really stuck out to me. Um, I've been personally on a really long journey of developing a healthy relationship with food, and it really touches a nerve with me when I see other people basically being told all the things that a person struggling with an eating disorder has to fight with in their brains, which ends up causing a really dangerous, really dangerous habits and ways of thinking. Um, one other questionable aspect of one of many um, of this religion or diet program is its connection to the death of Joseph Smith, the eight-year-old son of Remnant <sighs> Fellowship parishioners Joseph and Sonia Smith in October of 2000. Oh, I remember this, where they didn't feed him. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I didn't know they were part. I knew uh, they were religious of some sort, but I didn't know it was tied to this. Yes. Uh. It gets a little crazy. So, in October uh, 2003, Joseph Smith's parents had told authorities Joseph had passed out and never regained consciousness after the family gathered in the kitchen to participate in a prayer session with their church via the internet. Mr. Mm. Smith reportedly told police that when he went to pick up his son that he was warm to the touch, wet with sweat, and unresponsive. Smith thought his son was overheating and carried the boy to the carport and laid him down on the concrete, hoping it would have a cooling effect. But it didn't. They then called 911, um, and he was rushed to the hospital, but he died a day later. Yeah. So Cobb County medical examiners concluded that 8-year-old Smith died as a result of acute and chronic abuse. Police say the parents often locked the boy in a closet and forced him to pray to a picture of Jesus. Um, the Smiths were arrested in December 2003 and spent four months in jail before remnant church members posted their bond. In an interview with Gwen Shamblin, she said that the remnant church members decided to collectively foot the Smiths' legal bills after their being accused of killing their son. child. So um, there was money there, Yeah, obviously. Right. Their money was somewhere. Yeah, yeah the church... Uh, members are paying them personally, like giving their money to pay these people's bills. Um, So former members of the Smith's Church, Remnant Church, says the group's teaching on on discipline include discussion of corporal punishment, which is punishing by like spanking and beatings. Um, church leaders stated that they leave discipline to parents and that spankings are a last resort. Um, so at one point, Remnant Fellowship's website contained the following testimony from a member. So their, their freaking website, they're just putting this out there for everybody to know. I was hesitant and sometimes refused to properly discipline my child because I didn't want to hurt them or have them hate me. Now, I discipline my children in order to save their souls from hell, 
rather than being concerned about their flesh. Oh my gosh. Um, before jury selection, the Smith's attorney stated that the defense had made a deal with the prosecution to limit the church's involvement in the trial. Police investigators said they could not find any link between the boy's death and the religious institution. <sighs> no direct link, I'm sure. But yeah, like, but I mean, still. So indirectly. what happened to the parents? So Did they go away? They were convicted. They were, okay. Yep, they were convicted. Um, but the church still maintains their innocence. And um, let's see. They were found guilty by all 12 members of the jury on February 16, okay. 2007, which coincidentally would have been Joseph's 12th birthday. Which is really sad. Uh, um, what was their sentencing? They were. I know. Since they were found guilty on on 11 counts, one count each of felony murder, reckless conduct, false imprisonment, three counts of aggravated assault, and four counts of cruelty to children. Um, After being convicted, the Smiths were sentenced on March 27, 2007 to life plus 30 years in prison, Mm -hmm. the maximum punishment. After, at the sentencing hearing, approximately two dozen supporters for the Smiths mm. were in the courtroom, um, and several friends spoke on the couple, couple's behalf, describing them as kind. Um, the judge called the letters of support for the Smiths amazing, but the, the supporters likely didn't have all the details. <laughs> Probably not. Um, as of 2013, the Smiths are still... Members of the Remnant Fellowship and one of the church's leaders said they still believe the Smiths are innocent and that the church would support the Smiths in any way possible. They're standing by the couple and helping their le- fund their legal appeals and solicit donations for them on the internet. Gross. Gross, yeah. So that is Do they have other kids? Chamblin wow. Down program. That's a good question. The website's still active. You said you can still you can oh, still yeah. join this Remnant church. Fellowship. You can still yep. go. Oh. And are yeah. the churches? I think you said like two hundred fifty thousand. Two hundred fifty thousand members but in that multiple was, countries. That was as of. Let's see what year was that? Nineteen ninety eight. Could you find a church in New England? I wonder. Did you come across any? <laughs> Cheryl, like, Cheryl, like, are you trying to go Southern? for a diet no, program? I'm just wondering. I'm wondering if it was just like a southern thing, if it made its way up here. I mean, it's in 35 states. I could get a pamphlet. (laughs) Oh, 35 states. Yeah. Yeah. But that one just really hit me in a way that was just really sad. Yeah, it's just different. You don't hear about it being controlled by like weight and food. Right. I've never, yeah. I've never never heard heard that. And the fact that it's like, kind of a cult but not really right. but and it just was so personal to me i'm just yeah. like to struggle with that and to see it being put used. on people yeah used as a way to like keep people under your thumb is just so upsetting yeah yeah really sad that is i'm so curious about this gwen woman i want to like oh, look her do, up like, i want to oh, see yeah. what she we'll looks like I wanna, yeah. yeah yeah she's okay. typical bell of the Southern Belle, like your typical big hair, blonde, tiny, mm. obviously. Must oh, be nice. really? That, She's like not what I picture. That's not no. what I pictured at all. Do you picture bulbous? <laughs> yeah, I little don't know. Chubs. Like a little frumpy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No. 
fully made up all the time, like really well put together. Really? Yeah. Pictures. <laughs> okay. Wow. Um, so I guess that's the fuck I give is like, take care of yourself. Um, you know, food is, can be a really difficult relationship to navigate for some people, but it really is important and it's a way to share things with your family and your friends and especially around the holidays and just developing a healthy relationship with it is really important. Yeah. So yeah, um, it's not the enemy. It's no, not. it's not. It's and, not. It's actually the opposite. It's what gives you the ability to be your best self. Yeah. I remember a friend who like would, he was like an overeater and he was like, it's the strangest addiction because every other addiction you can like totally live without. You can just cut it out. Like, alcohol oh, smoking true. like uh, everything you can right. like you just as, yeah, yeah if you recover yeah. you just you just don't do that thing yeah. but food you That's can't so just not so do that you yeah. have to eat food to live and you can't avoid it you yeah. can't say yeah. i'm not going to go to that party where i was yeah. drinking so that, because can, i'm and that ruins people's relationships yeah. and so that's what i meant when i at the beginning when i said you know it really truly does because you can you can avoid parties you just stop going places all you would have to stop going anywhere yeah, and like anywhere. watching tv yeah, because yeah. of commercials like that's really hard that's interesting that, yeah. that guy said that strange my fuck yeah um so uh me and jason were looking for stuff to watch and bird box i watched it is the new netflix with sandra bullock and um it's it, how did you feel about it I, I love Sandra Bullock, so I was like, sure, I'll watch this. I felt it was weird. Um, I felt like it was missing something. And it's after yes. the book. And everyone said that the book uh, was really good. So I feel like the book, I may want to read the book. It just, I am totally in on, like, fantasy, post-apocalyptic. Like, yeah. I'm in. You can tell me anything could happen yeah. to this planet, mm -hmm. and I'd be in. But I just need a little more information about it. Is it a movie or is it's it a it's movie? It's a movie. Okay. It's a, just so one time. It's one just shot. a one time. John She's, Malkovich, Sandra yeah, Bullock. They're great in it. I just wanted like a part a of me wanted a little more reveal about Substance. something. Yeah. Oh, that's frustrating. But the other part of me was like, well, Renee, if you don't think about what it's at, what is actually happening and you think about Sandra Bullock as like her specific character and her relationship to other people, mm -hmm. then it's very fulfilling. Like to watch her character yeah. evolve Develop. in this yeah. chaos. Which is why you probably would like the book and then yeah. maybe the movie better if you read the book first. Yeah. Because you'd get it already. Like, and you she has be... a very specific personality that like is basically needs to evolve mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. everything that's happening. And it's like heart wrenching and like, if you like now that I have a kid, it's even more heart wrenching because yeah, she's, she, she's a mom in the movie. She's a mom in the movie. Yeah, and you're like, Jesus Christ. But um, yeah. I would recommend it. It's yeah. I mean, it's on Netflix, so it's yeah, worth so a watch. Yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. Well, mine is kind of I think maybe because Susie and I both did cults, we're kind of in the same headspace right now. And mine is just my takeaway from this is just be less judgmental in the new year, like. Just because someone might be in a cult doesn't mean that they're that different mm -hmm. than you. Right. You know, like yeah. we all share the same problems, the same issues. It's just how we decide to go about resolving those issues is just different for everybody. 
And so I just felt akin to the Heaven's Gate. Cheryl, I know. I'm like, she's going to join. But she can't join. I can't join. That's that's the that's the ironic part. Your ironic twist of all of this is I can't join Heaven's Gate. But I, I just I felt like I, you know, I kind of understood in a very small way what they were struggling with and how they were looking for an answer, and that was just their way of resolving it in Mm -hmm. the same way that. You know, Gwen's disciples were, you know, looking for an answer to weight loss, and that was just the way that they yeah. resolved it. So, hmm. anyway, that's mine. So, the fuck I give is I have been thinking a lot because we're going into January, and for some reason, January, besides being Renee's birthday almost, is like my least favorite month because I feel like it's like everything, all it's the excitement, song. it is all the excitement from Christmas and Thanksgiving. And being off for a week or two has, like, is about to end. And so I feel like there's always this, like, major anxiety going into January of, like, what will this year bring? What, you know, 2018 was a little tough for a lot of people. And so it's, like, I have this major anxiety and I'm trying to get it out of me in in good way, positive ways, like podcasting with you ladies. And I had a very nice time with my friends last night. And so just keep laughter and friendship and family and things that you like in the forefront. So you don't go into that like dark winter disorder that we all get. We so. all have Renee's birthday to be look. To be See? looking ahead to. It was to, always a suck so zone, though. It, like, even, oh, even as, as a, kid, a kid, you knew. Kid, you were like, I got like, I got ripped off. Like, this is not. <laughs> it was yeah. always a suck zone. And, like, you'd, you'd get lumped in with, like, either a Super Bowl party. Oh, right. Yeah. Or there'd be a fucking snowstorm on my birthday. Yeah. yeah. January 26th. Oh, yeah. So, so you're right around. every single year it was like, oh, we're having a Super Bowl party. Add Renee's birthday to it. <laughs> Or like, oh, we we'll like, just put a little cake over here to yeah. the side. Yeah. It's my big walk during halftime, but not the whole halftime because we really want to see the halftime show. Yeah. So when the good commercials aren't on, yeah. we'll before try the to Super like Bowl, actually yeah. come yeah. over an hour before the Super Bowl, yeah. and then we'll say no one will be and here. Then it no won't really be yeah. And then, or it would be like my dad would be like, "Oh, there's a sh- snowstorm coming," and we'd call all the kids. My dad would be like, "I'll come pick who so and so up to like sleep over." Yeah, it was. It's like, my husband feels the same way. It's always like, all the excitement of the holidays are over, and now we have the rest of fucking winter, and January yeah. is the longest fucking it month is. on the face yeah. of the planet. It is. It's like, oh. by the time we get to my birthday, I'm like, I don't even fucking care. Like, yeah. just get out of this just month. Get it over just it. get out of this month. Yeah. January yeah. takes like eight months, and July is like a split second. Yeah. Oh, that so takes true. So, so true. true. So true. Well, here's to another fabulous episode of declassified rate review subscribe you can find us on all the social media bullshits of (laughs) declassified classy is with a y (laughs) thanks Bye. bye